The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you, dear friends, from God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Yesterday was a great day. Yesterday, I was privileged to be among the over 2,000 people who attended the installation of our new bishop, the Reverend Patricia Ann Curtis Davenport. I held back tears as I processed into the sanctuary with around 270 other clergy from not just Southeast Pennsylvania, not just the United States, but from all over the world. Behind me in that procession were four other clergy women, three from California and one from Chicago, Los Angeles and Sacramento to be exact. These ladies were all aglow, smiling from ear to ear, laughing, even giggling, and taking selfies on the stairs. I offered to help. As a colleague of mine thanked them for joining our synod for this special day, one of the women quickly responded, I wouldn't miss this day for anything. I've been waiting a long, long time for this day. Yesterday was a historic day in our church, as Bishop Davenport was the first African-American woman to be elected bishop, an election she won overwhelmingly. Yesterday was truly the greatest bishop's installation the church has ever seen. In our gospel reading today, the disciples were arguing about which one of them was the greatest. What does it mean to be great? Let alone, what does it mean to be the greatest? I think the disciples were a little clueless. You see, the world defined greatness by wealth, power, honor, prestige, 
and oftentimes military might. But the disciples were not powerful. They were not wealthy. They did not, has, they did not hold prestigious places in society, and they were not at all mighty. The disciples were not great according to the world's standards. The disciples followed a great one, Jesus, the Messiah. They left everything they had to follow this great one. They performed miracles in his name, and now they even were following the great one to the cross. But even those things didn't make them great. You see, Jesus defined greatness in a radically different way. Jesus defined greatness by servitude. Jesus defined, demonstrated greatness by becoming the greatest servant of all. Jesus laid down every privilege of being human and divine for the sake of the world. Jesus laid down his life in humble service for the sake of you and me. For a follower of Jesus, being the greatest means being a servant. Philippians chapter 2 helps us understand Jesus as a servant. Verses 5 through 11 contain one of the oldest servant hymns of Jesus. As it reads, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To be great is to be vulnerable. To be great is to be humble. To be great is to be obedient to God alone. To be great is to be a servant, to be a slave to Christ. Truly great ones will suffer. Truly great ones will also be exalted. Jesus suffered as humanity suffered, as we suffer. Jesus did this to know our hurts, our pain, and even our shame. Jesus became human to put on our vulnerability. Yet Jesus chose to be humble, to listen instead of speak. Jesus chose to be obedient to God, even to the point of death trusting that God would raise him up. Jesus served us as a suffering servant to model his great ministry of grace. 
Greatness is found in the humble service of Jesus, our Messiah. Following Jesus and being his disciple means giving up everything the world thinks is great about you. Are you rich? Give it all away. Are you powerful? Share your power. Are you privileged in our society? Lay down your privilege. Make room for someone else. Following Jesus means giving up all of these things and much more. Following Jesus means setting your eyes on the cross and serving all people in his name. I've been wondering what kind of world we would live in if true greatness was measured in Jesus' terms. Our world and our church would be very different places. If greatness meant service, no child would ever starve or be detained. No woman would ever be abused, re-victimized, or disbelieved. No person of color would ever be denied or oppressed. No country would ever claim to be the greatest. No refugee or immigrant would ever be turned away. No ethnicity or race would ever claim to be superior. If the world measured true greatness in the terms of Jesus, the world would be a very different place. Yes, friends, yesterday I attended the greatest bishop's installation the church has seen yet. Our great God raised up another leader in the church, one the world was not expecting, but one God had been preparing, one who had been, the, one who had been last, but now God has made first, one who had been waiting a long time, to serve. Yesterday was great because we serve the greatest God, a God who took on human flesh to serve, a God who serves humbly, a God who reigns in heaven above, whose reign you are called to serve. Our great God is inviting you to follow and inviting you to serve in his name. Follow in faith. Serve in love. Follow in humility. Serve in love. Follow in trust. Serve in love. Follow in love. For we serve the greatest God, and there is no other. Amen.